Thank you for joining us today for TEDCO Talks, a new series featuring thought leaders in economic development from across the state of Maryland. Join TEDCO CEO, Troy Lamel Stovall, in thought-provoking conversations with regional leaders about the future of Maryland's innovation ecosystem. In this episode, Choi is joined by Chris Frew of BioBuzz and Workforce Genetics. Listen now to learn more about Chris Frew and the role he plays in supporting Maryland and DC's entrepreneurial community. Hello everyone. This is Troy Lamel Stovall, CEO and Executive Director at Tedco, Maryland's Engine for Innovation and Entrepreneurship. And I am excited once again to have a great guest today. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun today, I feel like, with uh, Chris Frew. He is the CEO uh, at Workforce Genetics and uh, the President and Managing Director at, at BioBuzz. So, Chris, thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for what you do for the ecosystem here in Maryland, most importantly, but spending a few moments talking to us today at Tedco Talks. Hey, thanks for having me, Troy. I'm looking forward to it. Cool. So, um, you know, I'm, a, uh, I'm an old track guy. I still pretend to, to do... Uh, to, uh, to do some uh, to do some stuff. And so I like you got to kind of, you know, stretch and work and, and, and kind of stretch before you get into the whole thing. Right. So let's let's do a couple little stretching exercises. So let's first talk about if I can just just like so people can get to know Chris a little bit better. Tell me um, um, I'm going to ask a little bit. I'm going to do the whole tell me a movie you really enjoy. But also, Chris, tell us a movie that you're like, ain't no way in the world I'll ever see that movie. Why did I go see that movie? <laughs> Yeah, I'll have to think hard about that last one. But uh, I guess one of my favorite movies is The Martian. Ah. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen that. It's uh, with Matt Damon. Matt where Damon, he, yeah. yeah. He goes and uh, he's, they, they leave him on Mars by accident. Yep. Um, but it's one of my favorite movies for a couple of reasons. One, I just I love that exploration. You know, I think that in, in, in the heart of my personality, I just I just anything to do with exploration, I love. But it's a great movie for entrepreneurs. And yep. uh, so if you haven't watched it, I encourage you to watch it again from an, a, a business or entrepreneur mindset. And a lot of what he goes through the struggles is about, I mean, it's about surviving. It's about mm -hmm. living, right? But, mm -hmm. but it, there's a lot of translation back to what we go through as a business owner, as an entrepreneur every day about how you got to solve one problem at a time and, and, and to keep the business going and to keep moving forward. And um, so I, I've watched that movie dozens and dozens of times. One of my favorite for uh, um... No, I, I think your angle on it is right because I love it too. Um, you know, it felt, not to take too much for folks who may not have seen it, but he, he becomes a farmer. He, he figures out how to, you know, how to get water and to your point how to survive. But then he has to figure out what failure happens because there's, there's a failure. There's a big failure point that happens. A big fail. And he's got to figure out how to get, get over that fail. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a, uh, uh, there's a, one of my favorite quotes just at the end of it, and, and, and it talks a lot about that. And, and it's just about how, you know, you have to approach, you know, every problem that comes at you, solve one problem at a time and one problem at a time and one problem at a time. And before you know it, you know, you're off Mars. And, he, and even his crew, when his crew had to make a decision to, 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 to do the rescue, there was an entrepreneur because they had to think differently about how to how to go about getting him and take some risk about how to, how to go about getting him. So, yeah, Absolutely. I, I think you're like, yeah, that's a, that's a great example. So you, we're gonna come back. If you think about that movie, you have to say like, "What the heck did I pay money for that thing?" For? So I, I don't know if I, I don't know if this counts, but I'll tell you one. So I'm I'm a child of the '80s. Yeah. Um, 
and I love the eighties. So I, over the, over the, this pandemic uh, experience, I've watched a lot of movies Yep. and uh, one that I was excited about that I, you know, uh, not to be a spoiler, but you know, definitely I would never go watch again. is Bill and Ted's uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Bill and Ted movie. I was so excited for that as a, you know, as a child of the eighties. And, and then when, when it was on, my wife and I just kept looking at each other, like we want to like it, but <laughs> well, you know, they're coming out with a sequel. Uh, they're coming well, out with a sequel. Yeah. And I'll probably push myself to watch you it. Go watch it. So you spoke of, you know, so tell me uh, some activity or thing that you've had to do during, that you picked up during COVID that, you know, it's like, wow, this is, you know, you kind of have as kind of a, either a, a habit or something you've been doing during this course that you kind of picked up with, with this with pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. So I think uh, one thing, especially the past couple months is, is I've picked up some kind of morning meditation that I hadn't done in the past. And part of it was because, um, part of it was because my routine before there was driving, there was, mm -hmm. my routine was completely different. And so what I, I, I found, I went through this evolution where those first six months, it was just chaos and kids in the house and trying to figure things out and schedules were even more packed than ever before. And as I kind of continue to evolve through this past year, I realized how I actually had more time in my schedule and I needed to be more mindful of it. So uh, I've dedicated some time every morning that I, I didn't used to do. And, um, and, it, it, and maybe I did, it was just drive time that I would, I would use for that kind mm -hmm. of self-exploration. Um, but I, I take that time in the morning now, you know, 15, 20 minutes, and I have a couple different things I do. I, I, uh, I have a, an actual blackout device that I wear sometimes. And, um, but that morning time is, has, uh, and it's really been helpful. I mean, it's been something that uh, I had always thought about doing, but I never had really done. And uh, again, we, when, when you look at the time you actually have, this, some of the positive things that come out of this the pandemic is that people do have some more time depending in, in their day. No, I think and I think I know that's right, and I I have the same sense, and I've I've done some of the same types of things, and you know we I actually I'm a big person in the words, and I actually don't think we should be talking about when we get back to the normal, get back to what was, because if we go back to what was in you know February of last year now, um, there were just things that weren't right, and so the question is what's this new new, yeah. and as we go to this new new or this new normal. Um, what are some things that we we can take from this 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 isolation that we've been in as, as we move back to more socialization? I love that, Troy. The new new. <laughs> so let's a little bit more about more about Chris and just a little bit of your journey and how you got to you know BioBuzz and Workforce Genetics and how you got to this point and 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 tell folks may may not be aware of BioBuzz and Workforce Genetics. So let let them do a little bit of advertising on that too. Sure, sure. I'll give you our commercial. Um, I guess, you know, I'll start with that and then I'll take a step back into some of my stories. So, um, so Workforce Genetics is a life science search firm. You know, we specialize in helping growth stage or venture backed biotech companies and life science companies really attract the talent they need, whether it's the scientific talent or the leadership talent. Um, so we work with two types of companies that kind of growth stage market where you're, um, you know, really building that first team and expanding the company to you know, what I would call high growth companies. Yeah. So in our market, they're uh, companies that are adding 50, 100 plus jobs, right? So those, those companies definitely need, they need some extra help and some extra outreach into the market. So our approaches are different for each. Um, and then BioBuzz, which uh, is how we work a lot with Tedco and, and 
uh, and your crew over there. Uh, BioBuzz is a biotechnology uh, community and media platform. So we started uh, 10 years ago, actually, which is crazy for me to, to think about that it, we're you know, a decade old. But we started as just a networking event, as an opportunity uh, to bring people together in the workforce. And we actually came out of the recession. So you know, we think you know, there's a lot of juxtaposition to what I've gone through this past year and kind of where BioBuzz came from. But back in the first recession, or my first recession, at least I should say, <laughs> <laughs> um, my, my clients uh, was in staffing. They couldn't, they couldn't use me. They didn't have the money to use me. So I started throwing at these happy hours and said, you tell me who you want to hire. I'll invite them, pay for their drinks. If you meet them, no fee, no harm, take them. You know, my CEO wouldn't yell at me for, for giving away free, you know, free talent. And, and we, we get to build this relationship and this trust. And, and we also get to help out. We, we get to help out the, the, the candidates. So it started from that and just evolved and it became a community. And, and what I love about our story is that community has always been at the heart of mm. what we do. Mm. Our mission back then and, and you know, very much to today was to build a more connected biotech workforce. Mm-hmm. And so we did that through events a lot back then. And, and what we've evolved the, the platform into is to become uh, really kind of this, uh, this, this place where you can come and, you know, our mission now, I guess I should start with our mission is to create experiences that better connect people with great companies in biotech. Like and um, and so so that's been kind of our evolution. Right now, we have a media platform. We're telling stories on a daily basis. We're highlighting the people, the culture, the companies, and the and the technologies that are coming out of this ecosystem. Again, about that's, there's a lot there I want to come back to, but it's a little bit about just Chris and how Chris got to this point. Yeah, actually, um, so I'm a I'm a geek at heart. I just love you know learning about technology. I love. Um, so I've always loved science, um, but I learned in college, I was not a good scientist. Uh, <laughs> from what I hear, a lot of people, uh, take this path, but organic chemistry basically kicked me out after failing it twice. I realized that, you know, you don't want me on a bench. So, um, but I never really kind of escaped me. So when I came out of college, I, I fell into recruiting and, uh, I just love the idea of being able to help people. I love the idea of being able to kind of work with people and make connections. Um, I've always been kind of that kind of connector in my, in, in my circles. So it just, it just fit with me. And I was fortunate. I was fortunate enough to find that coming right out of college. And, um, and so, you know, I've been in that field for 16 years now and I have taken a couple paths here or there. Uh, I spent 10 years growing one company to about a $20 million business unit. And, um, and left that and, and three years ago, again, started my own. But uh, so, so my journey has been really rooted in, in the kind of connectivity field, right? Connect, you know, and uh, in the life science field. And, um, but what drives me as a person, I guess you would say is, is I like to, I like to build things, mm. you know? Um, my dad has a whole, has a storied career in construction and has built large buildings and is, you know, renowned in his field for being able to build, you know, you know, very large complex buildings. And, and I, you know, I feel like the, the part of his DNA that I took away was that, that, that kind of construction DNA. But, uh, but what I like to build is community. I like to build communities. I like to build companies. And I like to, uh, I, I think I do my best to trying to build my careers for my people. That's outstanding. So I got to tell you, I, we, we share, so I'm an electrical engineer by training. 
but I, I call myself the world's worst electrical engineer. I, I could never wire the circuits. I'd always shock myself and I'd, I'd always have the stuff backwards. And um, if, if it wasn't for one of my buddies, David, he, he could always you know, do the breadboards. I was a great programmer and he was a great designer and we were the perfect pair because I, <laughs> I couldn't figure that stuff out for the life of me. But, but as I hear your story and I appreciate you sharing it, what I hear in it, and, and obviously between what you've done with BioPuzz and work, BioBuzz, excuse me, Workforce Genetics, you're an entrepreneur at heart. It sounds like you, you really got that in your DNA. And I guess my, my question is just, you know, there's this, the, talk to the audience about that journey of being an entrepreneur, right? And, and you know, there's this, you know, this whole thinking around, you know, are, are, are entrepreneurs born or can they be taught? You know, you know, is it is a DNA thing or is it, you know, so talk to me about how you feel about that. But, you know, kind of Chris's journey in this entrepreneurial space. Yeah, that's a great question, Troy. It's, it's kind of like, from uh, you know, chicken or egg, right? You know, mm-hmm. from the entrepreneur. So I, I, to answer your question, yes, I feel like there's a certain part of this been always in my DNA. And I think what I had to learn and what I had to grow into is the confidence and, and I think that's an area that Tedco can, you know, and does really make a, make a difference. So when I joined uh, the company, I joined right after school, um, within that first year, I was already kind of stirring the pot, you know, so uh, I saw, I joined as an IT recruiter and I saw there was this giant market of biotechnology and life science in Maryland. So I kept telling my vice president, I'm like, Hey, I think, I think we should sell science. I think we should go do some recruiting in science. And you know, I got to the point where my CEO was like, just go let the guy sell it. And if he fails, we'll get rid of him. But, you know, you know, worst case scenario, you know, we make some money off of him. And uh, so hopefully my, you know, persistence there, you know, was a rewarding, you know, uh, element for the, the, the company. I mean, we grew a good science division. We, you know, I think a very impactful division for the company. And um, so for me, that was, I think, a nice training ground because I got to be an entrepreneur first. I got to learn a little bit about what it takes to um, to come up with a business plan and and to identify a market and to you know have accountability. But I had a little bit of a parachute because there was you know there was a, a whole company built around me. You didn't take on all the risks, but you took on the the some of the risks. You had some of the risks, but not all the risks of a traditional entrepreneur. Yeah, absolutely. And and I and I got the opportunity to take my idea forward. And I think that was one of those first kind of empowering things for me that 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 I have good ideas. And I think as an entrepreneur, uh, I, what I've heard a lot from some fellow entrepreneurs is that, Oh, I had this idea and I didn't move on it. Oh, I had this idea and I didn't move on it. And then, you know, there's, you know, they say they have set up several other ideas and finally they move on it and they, they start a business. And I think for me, it was, that was that area where I got to learn that, I, that um, my way of thinking, you know, there was, there was merit in it. So, um, um, when, you know, we grew that company and became successful, it, it was a very, it was a confidence builder for me. And then that next phase, I had to take the confidence and I had to, I had to get the confidence that I could do that myself. And, um, and honestly, that's been my biggest part of my journey is building that confidence. So when I left that company, I joined another company as their VP of sales, but this was a startup software company. And that journey for me, Troy was, I really got to see what it was like in the trenches. I really got to see from, from Jump Street, from right when you start the company to grow, what are those things you go through? Mm-hmm. And um, so that was for me that next step. And then here at Workforce Genetics and then really incorporating BioBuzz became that, that last step where 
I think I just, at this point, I just, I, I at a certain point, you got to own it and you got to yeah. be willing to take that risk. Now, my wife will tell you, you know, every time I've left an organization, I've had a new baby. My wife will tell you, <laughs> we're not having more babies because every time we have a baby, you start a company. <laughs> we won't go that personal with you, but <laughs> but, but I, I want to go, to, you said confidence and you mentioned Tedco with that talk because, you know, part of being an entrepreneur and you, you kind of touched on it is failure. Failure is a part of being an entrepreneur. Um, and so my, I'm going to. I'll tell you, I'll ask a compounded question. So, how do you, how do you overcome those failures and you know get that confidence? And particularly, let's be honest, particularly for people, say for women or people of color, where you know they come into it without with, with already a couple of things behind them, and yet they're trying to you know have those successes. And to your point, they have these ideas, mm-hmm. but they don't know how to take it to that next step. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the programs that that you have rolled out at Tedco and Tedco has out, um, I think that's a big part of what they do. I mean, uh, my the software company I was a part of uh, was run by a women a woman CEO, and she was part of um, the Tedco Women uh, Roundtables. Mm-hmm. And and I can't tell you how often she came back with with just you know more confidence and and uh, more clarity and and for other people to kind of run ideas through, and so. Programs like that really, I think, you know, I think they make an impact. And, and, and that's what, and what, what's great, I think that at Tedco, I, what I've seen is, is you're very mindful of the, the, the impact that you know we need to make in this area. So um, with, the, with the seed funds that you've started and the, um, the, the, um, the, the focus group and roundtable for, you know, getting more women entrepreneurs in, and um, the, the minority investment programs. I mean, I think those are all really important programs for building confidence in, in populations of people where that's, that's I think, even more important for some of than other populations. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I, I, I obviously appreciate you mentioning our programs. And yes, you're, you're right. And, you know, we have the programs and, and, and you know, I clearly have a personal passion around this. And we, we, we're even moving towards uh, capturing data around it and making sure that we're thinking about this and making sure that we don't have any of our processes that we have any biases because you know we, we all have biases that we don't even you know know about in, in any of our processes. So, but again, I appreciate that. Uh, so, so we we touched on this already with you know COVID has done to you personally, but let's talk about how COVID has impacted your business. And and you know what? But I want to, well, I ask the first part of the question. I'll come back to the second. So let's just talk about how Chris has man how you're managing differently because of COVID. What's how have you had to pivot because of, of, of COVID personally and professionally? Yeah, absolutely. So we've, we were, I think, fortunate because I started the company as a virtual company. Mm-hmm. So I think my mindset was in a good spot for, I mean, you, no one's ever in a good spot for a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, so when is a pandemic? Let's put that into our business plan. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> right in our business plan. So, uh, but um, we were in a good spot to uh, adapt to what was happening. Now, what we were not in a pr- uh, prepared for was the impact on our employees. Mm-hmm. And so we talked, I talked a little bit earlier about mindfulness. And I think that that is something that has really risen to the top for me is mindfulness on the experiences that my employees are going through. And and really being able to adjust the management style and um, and our operating style to accommodate some of the the situations that our employees are in, mm-hmm. and and we have a diverse employee, so not everybody is in the same situation. Mm-hmm. So so we've been we've had to be very mindful on how we approach that and 
how we're running meetings and expectations for, you know, the virtual environment. You know, do we need a, do we need the uh, camera on or off? You know, what meetings do we not need to be on virtual for? Cause I think we all went to these zoom meetings and stuff, but um, when people have kids in the background or certain <laughs> environments, that's not always, that's more stressful for them. So, you know, allowing the discussion to take place and saying, Hey, what, what type of a, you know, work uh, environment can we create? And having those conversations with employees, like, hey, what's going on at home? All right, so when we meet, is it, is it better for you if we do a phone call? And having those deliberate discussions was something that we realized we really had to, to start to do in order to, to keep our employee experiences you know, positive. Man, that's, powerful. that's powerful. I mean, that really is powerful. It's funny, I joke with folks. I was just on a call before I joined this, um, and the young lady was saying, because we moved the meeting, and she said, I wish, we, I wish I had told you guys, but my kids had a half a day. And I told her, look, we're at a point now in this thing, we got to stop apologizing when the kids break into the thing or when the dog jumps in or, you know, uh, the cat, you know, we get the cat's butt in the middle of the video. Um, you know, you, you just got to stop apologizing because it, it, we're all in the, we're, we're all in everybody's homes. We're not in your home. We're in your home. And we have to accept that. But I, I like what you I like the intentionality of what you're doing. What you're, yeah. what you're, that, that's outstanding. I have a, a good quote from one of our clients, Troy. Uh, he's a CEO of an immunotherapy company. And he said, um, I've never seen my employees less, but been more closer to them than I am today. I love that. No, you're right. You're right. So talk about the business. How, how has this impacted the business? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, part of BioBuzz's business was events. You know, that was mm. a big part of it. And Honestly, I really miss that. I mean, I miss seeing our community. I mean, at least once a month we would get together and we'd have 100, 150 people out and, and, and getting together. And, and it was a great way to, to, to keep relationships and stay connected and, and hear what's going on. So, so I mean, I, I miss that personally. Um, but that was a core part of our business. So we had to, we had always intended to do more virtual, you know, webinars and things like that. But I think this pandemic, what it did is it really sped that up. I mean, it forced us to, to, to quickly evaluate, you know, how do we take our experiences uh, online? And, and experience is, is very important. It's a very important word for our company. We, we talk about um, how we're an experience company. We're not a recruiting uh, like company, a word. publishing yeah. company, or an event like company. Yeah. We're an experience company. So we, um, throughout this you know, this past year, we've really taken a lot of accountability on how do we create those experiences. And um, it, so it's also helped us better merge BioBuzz and this, this platform of, of job seekers and, and, you know, regional talent and uh, professionals in the biotech industry with our services of connecting them with employers. So we have you know, we've uh, we've rolled out virtual recruiting events where we're now hosting virtual recruiting events for, you know, some of the top employers in the area, like you know, Emergent Biosolutions and Novavax and Lanza, and um, and it's really it's it's made a difference. I mean, we're reaching a larger audience for them and wow. helping them you know, meet some of their you know very high you know goals for for uh, hiring and 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 some of these some of these uh, companies are again working on COVID programs, so we're you know we're very happy happy we could. Uh, we can help with that. But, but these are things we weren't doing a year ago. And, and, you know, being forced to kind of look at how we're going to create those experiences has really helped, uh, I think, push those programs forward. I saw an article in, uh, I think it was the journal, but I could be wrong. I think it was the Wall Street Journal about how 
COVID has accelerated things that normally take 10 years to adopt, you know, think like this, this cash economy that we're in and other kind of things around the, uh, are you seeing the same, you sound like you're seeing some of the same things that like you, you've had to accelerate some stuff. And so my, my question is around, you know, how much of this will stay, you know, let's assume that, you know, we get to back some sense of, of, of socialization, how much of this stays uh, in, 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 in your business plan? I think a lot of it. I mean, there's, I think, honestly, I think all of it. Um, I think all of it stays. I think we're going to bring back some stuff. Um, you know, as you mentioned, we're not going to bring back the stuff that didn't work or that was bad, <laughs> but we're going to bring back some stuff because we do, you know, miss the people and, and the face-to-face. But uh, I think a lot, everything we've brought on, we're going to keep. And we've been, that has been intentional as well. So we're trying to make decisions, not just uh, short-term, but, but based on long-term. And we see from a from an employer standpoint, you know, to, to speak to kind of what employers are going through, mm-hmm. it's forced employers and you know, especially for hiring, to think differently about what's that candidate journey, what's that candidate experience. So it, it's kind of like buying a car, right? You know, when you go buy a car, most most people want to touch it and kind of smell the leather and you know have that experience with it. Well, I mean, you're, the job you accept, I mean, that next to your family, that's one of the most important defining things in your life. So what I think employers are doing is they've really, you know, identified that that candidate experience is important and they need to give a lot of, um, a lot of thought into, are they giving their candidates enough emotional engagement and, and the ability to kind of get it that over that emotional hurdle of saying yes to this company without being on site. So I think from that area of how we help uh, employers, I think that's going to stay. I think there's been a, a shift in how employees hire, employers hire. And I think that, that understanding or that, that focus on experiences for their candidates is, is something that's going to stick around too. Man, I love that. I mean, because you're, you're 100% right. I, talk, I use the word talent management, but there's a whole process of how you identify talent, onboard talent, recruit the talent. And then, and you point how people see what you do before you join an organization gives them an indication of what it's going to be like as part because you, you start to exemplify your culture as part of the process. You're the experience. I love your word experience. And, and so you're extending that experience. I think, you know, tr- the traditional was show up, you interview you and you bring you in. You're, you're making an argument. No, we need to extend that culture to you. So you see what it's like before you join. Absolutely. Yeah. We need to push that out. We need to get that experience happening earlier through video. Our virtual recruiting events are great because you get hiring managers to engage with people and it creates video that they can share with people after the event. Um, How you engage them, like your cadence of engaging. I mean, I think all that's important. And we used to sell that three years ago, you know, because in the biotech industry, it's a, there's a shortage of talent. You Mm -hmm. know, there's a, you know, it, it's, it's hard to recruit, you know, it, again, it's going through a boom right now. So we've been saying that for a while, but I think that the, the pandemic, the virtual environment has really forced a lot of adoption. And, um, and again, for the long-term people are saying, yeah, this is, this is the right way to go. Good for you. Man. I, I, good for you. It's a big part. I think you, particularly you mentioned the growth companies before they become high growth. The, the notion of thinking about talent management is not something because they're so used to just growing the company, getting the money and growing, but you're arguing, no, thinking through your talent and making sure you've got the right talent is, 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 will lead you from a growth to being high growth. And telling that story too. So, 
um, you got to tell that story so that people even earlier in the funnel. So you got to get better at telling your story and the why, right? Mm-hmm. What's the why? What, you know, um, so that people, people notice you earlier and they start thinking about you earlier because that education process is now longer, right? So people are following you and, and staying educated on what you're doing before they can kind of take that, take that. Uh, I love it. And I love this stuff. I want to actually go back to something you said earlier. And you talked about the notion of a connected community. You know, and, and you, know, you and I talked about this. So I want you to tell folks, to, you know, what that really means and, and how and, and the role that BioBuzz is doing to try to bring that connectivity to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think you and I, I think we've got a lot of uh, similar <laughs> mindset around this. And, and I love a lot of the, 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 the visual, the visualization you have and how you talk about what you, you know, you see Tedco's doing and, and to, to bring that connectivity together. I think, uh, you know, BioBuzz, when we started with these in-person events because we felt that connectivity was so important and especially for job seekers it's it's not it's often the second degree that gets you the job yeah and that second degree connection and um and but what we found and is that and uh that driving it's hard to get someone to drive from montgomery county to baltimore Right. It's it. I mean, I had this exact conversation early today. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people, people have jokes that, hey, you need a passport to drive up there. And, you know, it's the <laughs> longest 45 minute drive you in, in America. And, yep. but, but that's a real when we think about our ecosystem. And I think you and I talked a little bit about this. I, I look at us as kind of like a constellation ecosystem. Right. We got mm-hmm. we got, you know, a star up in Frederick, a star in Baltimore. We got D.C., Montgomery mm-hmm. County, Harford County. And you know, once it's all connected, we've got this amazing, bright, you know, ecosystem that just shines in the sky. But but being able to connect it is is you know is that's the key, right? So how do we connect it? So so I think you know our small part that we try to play is you know um, is was always that those events. Like let's get people together. Um, it's evolved from there to let's make sure we can tell the stories. So. So BioBuzz tries to tell a lot of people stories and profile people so that people know who's around, like know, know who the leaders are, know, know people are doing interesting things. Um, and as, as we continue to grow, I mean, we're, we're building out uh, a talent community piece, which we, we beta tested about two years ago, and we're going to bring it back as another way to, again, try to shorten the distances and, and shorten the distances from those people from, uh, you know, because when you're in a, a dense kind of more nucleus oriented ecosystem where you're like a, a where you're all built around an urban area, for instance, um, the psychological decision for me to make an introduction to you is, is very low because I know you can just go pop over the coffee station down the street and, and see somebody. Mm-hmm. But even just to make an introduction, if I'm like, oh, well, how, li- how likely is it Troy's going to drive down to, you know, DC to meet this person or, you know, so even the just networking is different in a larger kind of a more vast ecosystem like ours um, uh, that we found. So yeah, anything that we can do and we want to be innovative and we want to work with our partners like, like you all and, and the other groups in the area to tr- try to continue to tackle that. No, and you, you, you and I agree on that. I mean, using your constellation, continue the space. And I, I grew up wanting to be a, a, an astronomer. So I, so I have full appreciation for, for, for your analogy. Um, is, you know, I talked about the collisions of orbits, right? You gotta, we gotta, we have to create an intentionality of collision of orbits. And because if everybody stays in their own orbit, they never meet, right? They, they, they never get together. But at some point we gotta find these orbits and we gotta, we gotta shrink the degrees of separation 
that that exists between any two people. And so, so you and I, are, I'm I'm going to have fun working with you to to make that happen. And you're right to 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 take down the uh, the barrier, whatever you want to call it, between you know Montgomery County and Baltimore and bioscience. We got We got to do because that just is going to grow Maryland, and that's that should be the goal. If we Absolutely. all can focus on that goal of growing Maryland, we can all become bigger and better because of that. Yeah, I love that. I love I love just the visual too, like shortening the distance between these between people. And 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 I also think again, not to continue to plug Tedco, but th- those programs like the, the 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 roundtables and the and the and the intentional ways that you bring entrepreneurs together and CEOs together. I mean, that's that's the the foundation for it. I think that. These are all these things have to start with the ground game, right? You know, whether it's a virtual ground game or uh, I mean, it's there isn't going to be just one solution that absolutely that does it. So the ground game and and getting you're making sure that there's alignment. And everybody knows, hey, we gotta we, we have to focus on this and 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 make this a you know something that's a part of our plan and part of our part of our culture. No, I think I think I know you're right, and that's 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 going to be hard. I mean, this is a this is the ultimate contact sport, right? This yeah, is like this is a contact sport, and um, you got to be willing to be willing to hit. Well, look, man, I really appreciate your time. Anything else you want to share with our or our friends here on the Techo Talks family? Uh, no, just that you know, come sign up for BioBuzz and check out what we're doing. And yeah. you know, we love uh, we love having this role as kind of the the herald for the the regional biotech industry. I mean, I think it's something that we're passionate about. Reach out to us if you have a story to tell too, because that's what we're here for. I mean, we're, we're, we're you know we're not like the, the Washington Post or uh, or the Sun. I mean, we're we're very much. Uh, I often tell people like kind of patch.com type style, like let's get your stories <laughs> out there. We want to tell people whether, you know, you're a bench scientist or an entrepreneur. I mean, it, cause that's the, that's the stuff that as job seekers, it makes, it makes it exciting. And Maryland is a amazing industry. It's an amazing state with a lot of amazing industries. So Absolutely. we are, uh, we're fortunate that we get to be in a role that we can share those stories. And, um, and, uh, and we're getting attention too, Troy. I mean, we're, we're, we're seeing a lot of traffic from outside of the area that are coming here and with you, using BioBuzz as a, hopefully a kind of a litmus test for, Hey, do I want to relocate to Maryland? So, so yeah, my, my, you know, you know, uh, ending message would just be that just don't be a stranger, reach out, sign up and, and make sure you check out all the amazing things that the entrepreneurs that are funded by Tedco or out there on their own, either way that, that they're doing, cause there's some amazing stuff happening. Absolutely. Well, man, thank you, man. I really appreciate you looking forward to having more fun together uh, and making some orbits collide in this constellation. <laughs> I love it. Looking forward to it. So this is Troy Lamel Stovall, CEO of Tedco. Again, thank you all for joining us today. Chris, thank you for your time. And like I said, thank you for your commitment to building a better Maryland. So again, we'll talk to everybody again. Take care. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Thanks again for listening. And a special thank you to our guest, Chris Frew, for joining in today's discussion. For more information on Tedco and its activities, Check us out at www.tedcomd.com. If you enjoyed today's discussion, consider sharing and subscribing to Techco Talks.